I'm Megan Dewalt, and you're listening to the Remembrance and Redemption podcast. This is a space for you to download some truth and inspiration for your relationship with God because it is the most important relationship that we have. Remembrance of God changes everything, and so does receiving the changing of seasons, the seasons of the church calendar, winter moving into spring eventually, and how our real actual lives happen in seasons. We'll be taking all this slow over the coming weeks to press into what God's Word has to say about it all. So let's get started. So this past weekend was Valentine's Day, and all the hallmark ridiculous stereotypes aside, I did get all mushy and reflective over the early days of me and my Jeff. I feel so old and married saying that, by the way, and kind of love it. Okay, so just indulge me the sentimentality. I have only been married a little over a year and a half, but I like sounding and feeling old and married. Anyway, there was this really sweet song that became an anthem of my hopeless romantic heart during the early days of me and my Jeff. The song is called No Fear in Love by Stephanie Gretzinger, and it is written and sung as if speaking directly with God. Some of the lyrics go, Stir in me a love that's deep, a love that's wide, a love that's sweet, and help me, Lord, to never keep it to myself. And if my heart should dimly burn, and if my feet should fail to run, call my name and I will come right back to you. There's no fear in love. You're welcome for sparing you me singing this song, but it is definitely one I sing loudly in the car by myself as a prayer still. I borrowed these lyrics and prayed them those years ago, those early days of my romance, because I wanted to love Jeff well, in spite of my fear that it wouldn't work out. I sang this song as a reminder to my own soul that real love is not about guarding or withholding my time, attention, or care in any way, shape, or form. Real love risks and sacrifices. Real love risks hurt and pain, loss, and despite the fact that Jeff, my now husband, and our relationship up to this point has been beautiful, it's also been painful, and this is because iron sharpening iron, as Proverbs writes about, is a painful and fiery process. And in this process of living a real-life love story, made up with two very sinful, stubborn human beings. I have learned to love and rely on God more and have gotten a glimpse deeper into his unsearchable love for me, for us. I have learned, am learning, I should say, I am learning the truth of God's sacrificial, always pursuing love through how Jeff loves me and how I choose to love him. And when we both fall short of that sacrificial love daily, mind you, to some extent, there is a love that will not let us go. A love that heals and removes fear and empowers pursuit anew. And this is not because we loved God first before we loved each other. No, but that God loved us first. First John 4 writes about this in verses 19 through 20. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. 
We love because he first loved us. The Bible also talks about God setting his love upon us. There's beautiful language and imagery of him making a covenant, um, very much a marriage covenant and pursuing and choosing us as well as him drawing us and his chosen people, the Hebrew nation out of our slavery. And that would be our slavery to sin to draw us into himself. And in response, we love him back for this. We love him back, yet we do this so imperfectly with doubt, wrong views of God based on other relationships we've had where people have let us down. We love him back, yet we do this with so many questions and a lot of forgetfulness, not to mention our willfully stubborn and selfish sin issues um, that we will be wrestling with between here and eternity. But unlike a human relationship, a relationship with God can never be broken or lost because we entered into a relationship with him broken and in need, utterly without hope and helpless. In truth, it was him that brought us into relationship with himself and we had to choose and follow his leading into it. This divine romance is one so worth remembering and celebrating like Jesus did as we look forward towards Easter time when we celebrate his resurrection, death, life, and resurrection. Jesus, the Son of God, loved his own to the end, as it's recorded in John's Gospel in the story of when Jesus was washing his disciples' feet ahead of the Passover meal, ahead of the Last Supper. Foot washing back then was a duty of the lowest of the low servants. A day and age where people traveled mostly by foot in sandals or barefoot, you can imagine how disgusting and menial and almost degrading this job was. And yet Jesus, who they called teacher and Lord, knelt to wash their feet ahead of what we now refer to as the Last Supper, but was a sacred and holy celebratory meal of remembrance and a feast, the Passover feast, remembering what God had done in bringing the Israelites out of Egypt centuries earlier. Jesus loved them this much and more. He did this hours before being arrested, tortured, tried, and then hung on the cross. And he loves us the same. And all those people that he washed the feet of, it's just a sidebar that he, they all abandoned him. Peter denied him three times. He loved them still. He loved them to the end. Why though are we talking about Easter now? It's only February, right? This is because I am a firm believer that we can never remember Jesus' sacrificial love enough that he poured out for us on the cross. As he was struggling to breathe, literally just take a breath as you and I are doing effortlessly right now. He had to push himself up by the nails in his feet so he could manage to take a breath. And then he spoke straight up scripture after he had taken that breath. He prayed in that moment for us to God the Father as he was experiencing the entirety of of his wrath and punishment for our sins, past, present, and future. This suffering, sacrificial servant, son of God, friend of sinners, teacher and healer was on that cross for you. Let that sink 
in a new today. In the episode titled Receiving is Required from the middle of January, I shared about receiving in my marriage and how it is deeply hard for me still to receive from my Jeff and how this really does mirror my difficulty in receiving from God. Remembrance brings about receiving, which I'm doing here today. My difficulty in receiving from God, honestly, it's straight up pride and spiritual amnesia. When I have not fully faced and reckoned with my sins of unbelief and fear, pride, selfishness, laziness, and more, I can't know or receive the depth of love of God displayed on Jesus' death on the cross, and neither can you. This is critical, knowing and owning our sin and struggle and clinging to the cross instead of pushing Jesus away to muscle our way to better behavior. He did not die on the cross to secure our eternity's hope, not only to secure our eternity's hope, but also empower our present with pursuit and give us access to God Almighty, God of all fearsome holiness, as well as God of all love. Our God is the greatest romancer, friends, the one who loves you more than any parent, child, or spouse ever could. He is the one whose love is perfect, unfettered by sin, unfettered by a struggle against flesh like our earthly relationships are. He is the only, only one to know you and see your deepest sin, the ones you would like to forget about, the ones you may not even be aware of, and loved you the same. He is the one to have loved you enough not to let you stay in that sin, but he's made a way if we only receive, entering into the divine romance to be wooed, provided for, comforted, convicted, and led by our sovereign Lord. And this receiving and entering into this divine romance with our Lord empowers pursuit to love those around us widely and deeply, increasingly sacrificial and passionate, focused on their ultimate good, which is showing them God in all that we do and say. I'd like to end today by sharing more lyrics, this time from a song written in the point of view of God singing a song of love, singing us a love song over us, bidding us return to and receive his love. It's called Come Out of Hiding again, or it's just called Out of Hiding by Stephanie Gretzinger. Come out of hiding, you're safe here with me. There's no need to cover what I already see. You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace. You've been on lockdown and I hold the key. Because I loved you before you knew what was love. And I saw it all and still I chose the cross. Because you were the one that I was thinking of when I rose from the grave. Now get rid of the shackles. My victory is yours. I tore the veil for you to come close. There's no reason to stand at a distance anymore because you're not far from home.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remembrance and Redemption podcast. If you like what you've listened to, I'd love to connect with you online, either on Instagram at Megan Dewalt, that's Megan with an H, or on my blog, MeganDewalt.com. There you can sign up to receive a written transcript of each week's episode, as well as exclusive content and extra resources to spur you on in your walk with God. Remember your redemption and receive his grace today, friends. See you next week.